Well, there's never a shortage of questions about our delight in God in relationship to the gifts that he gives us. It was only two months into the life of this podcast. We addressed the question, how do I know if I love the gifts more than the giver? That was APJ 55, episode number 55. We're back on the theme exactly eight years later with a related question from a listener named Robert in Fairbanks, Alaska. Hello, Pastor John. Thank you so much for your faithful ministry. I've heard you talk about the importance of loving God more than the gifts that God gives us. I believe the spirit of that statement is certainly true, but it doesn't explain everything I see in the Bible. Particularly, how does this square with Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5, which seems to suggest that we love God more because of the benefits? Pastor John, can we diminish God's glory by being too unconcerned? with inventorying the gifts he has given us. I'll start with the conclusion and then try to back it up. Conclusion. It is not inconsistent. Indeed, it is crucial that we both love God more than we love his gifts and that we love God more because of his gifts. <laughs> That's the conclusion. Yeah. And I'm saying, amen, amen, Robert. So I, so I am agreeing with Robert's suggestion that God's gifts may not just compete with our love for God, which they certainly can and do, but they also deepen and intensify our love for God himself. And I agree. With the flip side, which Robert also suggests, namely, that we can diminish God's glory by being unconcerned, to use his phrase, with inventorying God's gifts. Now, he gets that idea, rightly, from Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5, which indeed does inventory at least five of God's gifts, maybe six, depending on how you count them. So here's what Psalm 103 says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who, one, forgives all your iniquity. Who, two, heals all your diseases. Who, three, redeems your life from the pit. Who, four, crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who, five, satisfies you with good so that, six, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, that's amazing. He's so right. That's an inventory of some of God's countless gifts to the psalmist. Let's notice three things from this passage, these five verses. First, we are indirectly commanded not to forget the benefits of God. Both the spiritual gifts and the the natural gifts. He commands his own soul. He says, soul, don't forget all God's benefits. So Robert is right to insist, inventory them. Do that. It's a duty. It's a divine expectation. Don't be neglectful in your affections or in your thanksgiving of God's countless good gifts. 
Here's the second thing to notice from these verses. And I mentioned it, but I'll stress it. They are both spiritual and natural. So he forgives all our iniquity. That's a spiritual work of God. And then it says, he heals your diseases. That's, na- that's a miracle to be sure, but it's a miracle that shows itself up in a very natural thing like, I got well, I got well. And so both kinds of blessings are lavished upon us and both kinds are to be remembered. You know, as, as I was preparing and thinking about this, Tony, yeah. I, I couldn't help but think, this is one of the best arguments in the Bible for keeping a journal. Because I've been rereading recently some of my journal entries from 40 years ago when I was in Germany as a grad student. I'm sitting there in my chair downstairs, loving God. (laughs) I'm just thanking him and loving him because of how sweetly faithful he was to Noel and me. We didn't know what we were doing in those days. I mean, it was just, he came through for us over and Mm. over again. Mm. Well, anyway, that's a little side note. (laughs) If you're going to obey the command, don't forget the benefits of God. How are you going to do that? And and one way would be keep a journal. Now, the, the biblical pattern of remembering the mercies of God in Psalm 103, that's not isolated. Psalm 77, 11, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Psalm 105, verse 5, remember the wondrous works he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. Psalm 143, verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. And then there's a warning about the opposite. Psalm 106, verse 7, our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but they rebelled by the sea at the Red Sea. So those are two things to notice in Psalm 103. One, that we're commanded not to forget the gifts of God, and two, that his gifts are both spiritual and Natural. Now, here's the, here's the third thing that I think may be the most important thing to notice in those five verses in Psalm 103. What do the blessings, the gifts, five or six of them, what do those gifts of God do in the heart of the psalmist? What do they actually do? And here's the answer. They cause the psalmist to praise God. Not to praise the gifts, though they are beautiful, wonderful, great, glorious, satisfying. Oh, how wonderful to to be healed and to be forgiven. Here's what he says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, this gets at what Robert was saying when he says that we diminish God's glory by neglecting the inventory of his gifts. That's right. The psalmist shows both of those insights because he 
clearly is giving God glory because of the gifts, not in spite of the gifts. And this is clearly coming from his heart, a heart of love, his soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. His soul is being stirred up for God by God's gifts. So why would I even mention, let alone emphasize, that his gifts are dangerous, (laughs) that they might lure us away from God? Well, first, because that's what we see happening to millions and millions of people every single day. They take God's gifts from God's hands and feel nothing for God. It's called idolatry. And second, because texts like Philippians 3.8 say, I count everything as loss, everything as loss, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. So, how in the world do we put that together? We put it together like this. When Paul views the healing of his diseases, for example, as a competitor with Christ, if he views the healing of a disease as a competitor with Christ in his affections, that is, if he sees it as a rising temptation to love health and life more than he loves Christ, he counts it as rubbish. And that's how he fights for genuine faith. By comparison to Christ, they are rubbish. He preaches that to himself, and he counts them as rubbish so that Christ remains Christ, God, treasure in his life. And I would say to all of us, test your heart to see if you can say that. Can you say, in comparison to Christ, all is rubbish? If I must choose, I choose Christ. But when he views the healing of his diseases as a blessing from God and for the glory of God and for the advancement of God's saving purposes in the world, Paul will soar with the psalmist, bless the Lord, O my soul. Don't forget any of his benefits. He does it at the beginning of almost every letter he writes, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) He just erupts with thanksgiving for the gifts of God's people. So here's a test case that we can all use to discern whether the gifts of God are having the wrong effects on our souls. The test is in Psalm 40, verse 16, and Psalm 70, verse 4, and the tests go like this. Psalm 40, may those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. Not great is the gift. Or Psalm 70, may those who love your salvation say evermore, God is great. Is that the effect? I'm asking, is that the effect that the gifts of God have on you? Do they cause you, me, to feel and to say, Great is the Lord. God is great. That's the test. So thank you, Robert, 
for pressing in on this. I think you're absolutely right, and I'm glad for the clarification conclusion. We love God more than we love his gifts, and we love God more because of his gifts. Love that principle. Pithy, memorable. Thank you, Pastor John. And if you want to hear more from Pastor John on the practice of journaling that he mentioned earlier, see our archived episodes, particularly APJ 409 and APJ 1262. Those are two episodes that you will find an explanation for why and how Pastor John journals. You'll find them at desiringgod.org forward slash ask Pastor John. Those are episodes 409 and 1262. Well, how can we find mission and live on mission? It's one of the keys to walking by faith in this life, and we're going to address it next time when we return on Wednesday. I'm Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then.